Well, today, of course, is we celebrate the first Friday, and, and the Sacred Heart is our theme, and we're using the Mass for the Sacred Heart, and I'm vested in white uh, for the Sacred Heart. But today is also, and that's a possibility, that's a liturgical possibility, and I've chosen to do that just to kind of keep continuity with our first Fridays. Uh, but today is actually also a, um, a mandatory memorial of St. Justin Martyr, and so I want to talk about him as well as the Sacred Heart. Of course, we, we know the Sacred Heart is really has to do with the mystery of the incarnation that God himself, who doesn't have a body, took to himself a fully human nature that included a body and a heart. And uh, along with all other things that human beings have, he had human emotions. And so when God loves us, he loves us with a divine love and a human love at the same time. And that there's a lot of really profound ramifications about that. And it gets into our affective and emotional life and all of those sorts of things. Uh, now, we look at St. Justin. Justin was a very interesting figure. He was a philosopher who lived in the second century. And he converted uh, around the church um, in Asia Minor and was, a, was an early member of the Church of Ephesus. Uh, so he, he probably very well knew people who knew St. John, for example. Okay, um, So Justin is a really, really ancient figure and very important one. In his written accounts that have come down to us, we have the earliest example of the liturgy. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's very neat to go back and to see what the liturgy looked like in the second century. You know, he gives quite, quite a bit of detail to us, to, uh, to it. And there's a lot of continuity, um, you know, with what we do today. Uh, for example, after the Eucharistic prayer, we all say Amen, you know, and, and that's was what they did at the time. You know, this is almost 2,000 years ago. Um, sign of peace. Um, of course, the fact that it's the Eucharist and they're focusing on the Eucharistic prayer. That they take up a collection, so don't don't think that's a novelty. I didn't invent that. Okay, we've been doing that for a long time. Um, things like that. So his his writings are very interesting. But I think overall, what you see with this man uh, is that he was he was a pagan and he was very earnest. He wanted the truth, and he studied under various philosophers and was never fully satisfied. And then one day he met an old uh, an elderly Christian who was a very intelligent guy himself. And they sat down and they had a conversation. And he really started to become very intrigued with Christianity. And I think the main, the linchpin for him and his conversion was that he witnessed uh, Christian martyrs getting killed. And uh, he saw that quite frequently. And he says, you know, these people, they haven't really done anything wrong. And they face death so courageously. There's really something to this Christianity thing. And that was kind of what really sort of pushed him over the edge and converted him to Christianity. And so he became an early apologist, which is someone who gives a rational defense for religious faith. And he wrote open letters to the emperor, and he wrote open let- and he had public debates with various philosophers. And he eventually was martyred. He was martyred out of envy. He was in kind of um, open debate with a pagan philosopher, uh, and uh, I think that Justin did well publicly in his debates with this guy. And this guy conceived envy in his heart and kind of put things in motion to get Justin killed is essentially how, how he met his end. As we see, though, with Justin, with so many saints, we see what appears on the surface to be something that's uh, like, okay, what, this is what I think. I think that if St. Justin Martyr walked in the door in modern America 
right now, whatever context, if it was right even in the church, modern American church, we would see him as like, not exactly sure if this is a friendly guy. Not exactly sure if this is a guy. He seems really stoic. He seems very non-emotional, you know. Father Tedeschi, we know, is Mr. Friendly. He's always got a smile on his face. He's always happy, okay? Uh, and really, I think priests have to be that way because the, because the audience really uh, expects that. But with Justin, you would see, hmm, maybe he's kind of cold and emotionless and really based on reason, like he's so rational and so intellectual and he doesn't have any real heart. What about the sacred heart of Jesus, you know? Uh, and I think in our artistic tradition, though, this is the thing. If you look in our artistic tradition, have you ever noticed how the saints seem to be very stoic looking in their faces? There's not a whole ton of expression in their faces. You know, like even look up, uh, you know, look at the statues here. They don't have big smiles on their faces, you know. And Christ, the way that he's portrayed, even the, even images of Christ in the Sacred Heart, you know, the famous one from the 19th century, he's actually pulling his heart out of his chest and he's holding it. <laughs> he's not going... He, he's got a very kind of stoic look on his face. And my point in this homily is that true love is not necessarily something that has to do with emotions. It involves the emotions, but it's rooted much deeper than that. Okay, And so we know, again, when we celebrate the Sacred Heart, we celebrate a God who loves us with a human love as well as divine, and it does involve the affective life and the emotions. But true love, human love, human love for God, human love for other human beings, is a matter of the will. It's a spiritual thing. And it's rooted very, very deeply in the soul of the individual. And it is the desire and the will to want what is truly good for the other person. That's what love it truly is. Human love, even, as well as divine love. And uh, so we look at someone like St. Justin, and maybe on the surface we say, you know, this guy's kind of stoic, kind of emotionless, he's all very intellectual, and he's, you know, I don't know, is this guy really loving? Okay. You might at first have doubts about that. But he shed his blood for Christ. Without a doubt. There's an account of his martyrdom. And there was no pause. There was no hesitation. There was no doubt. He said, this is what I believe. And if you want to take my life, praise be to God. And so they took his life. They they beheaded him. And uh, that, my brothers and sisters is true love. It's a spiritual reality. It comes from the depths of his heart. There wasn't a whole ton of emoting going on. There wasn't a whole ton of affective you know, appearance with Justin, but he still had true love. And so let's remember when we celebrate the sacred heart of Christ and we celebrate that, that human love with which God loves us, it's still fundamentally a spiritual love that wills the good of the other. And so, for example, in our first reading, when St. Peter says, uh, above all, let your love for one another be intense, because love covers a multitude of sins. Let your love be intense. That intensity, there's no substitute for that intensity by kind of mere external appearances. Uh, the, the only, uh, the only 
way that we uh, can gauge and to measure the intensity of love is the willingness of the person to sacrifice for the good of the other and for the glory of God. That's what true human love uh, is as well as divine love. So let's just keep that in mind as we celebrate the Sacred Heart of Jesus today.